0: you want
1: to speak? Yeah. Say something? A, yeah, I'll, to, I'll check. Check. <laughs> All right. Well, welcome to Between Panels. Thanks for joining me Absolutely. on this very special first ever <laughs> artist episode. <laughs> sweet. I'm happy to be here. Uh, for those of our listeners who don't know, can you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you?
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, so my name's Ian Monson and I'm a jeweller. So I have Mon- Mr. Monson Jewellers, my little brand, I suppose. I um, we'll do like silversmithing, copper work, uh, gemstone setting, just kind of just general kind of nice everyday jewelry nice.
1: Very cool. What's up, fam? This is Between Panels, the business of creativity, and I'm your host, Ashwin Chacko, aka Wacko Chacko. Between Panels is a show that explores the idea of turning your creative passion into a business. I will be presenting ideas and tips that have helped me in my career, as well as interview other creatives to see what their journey looked like. So tell me a little bit about how you got into jewelry because you this wasn't your first creative pursuit, was it?
0: No, no. So it started off, I was building frames, building bike frames. So, as I know it's a bit of a weird one to start off with, but so like basically been a bicycle mechanic all my life. Got bored of being a mechanic, started doing frame building. And then from like frame building, I did one or two pieces of jewelry. Because I always like gemstones, so I was always like as a kid growing up. I love gemstones, so I did like a couple little wraps as how I started off. Okay. And then people started asking me like, "Oh, can you try this? Can you try that?" And then like I made, I just like, got a piece of silver one day, like ordered it online just a little bit, made a little ring. Yeah. And then it just like blew up from there, where like people were just like, "Oh, if you can do this, can you try this?" And it was just like just getting all this kind of just, yeah, just it just blew up out of nowhere. But I literally just took what I learned from welding, from building bike frames, and just transferred it to like a smaller scale. So just
1: jewelry. That's interesting. So you're like taking the skills you had and implementing it in a new creative field. Yeah. But you didn't really like pursue jewelry. That was never on your forefront.
0: No, no, it was completely random. Like it just just
1: happened. So you just saw an opportunity and then you took it. Yeah, just went with it spiral from there yeah. so uh, tell me a little bit about what inspires you now and uh, uh, what's your process um, well like inspired now I suppose when I
0: started making jewelry then I started like um, kind of through Instagram was like looking at other jewelers and then got kind of drawn into like I was like messaging jewelers all over the world like they are chatting to me and just kind of sharing ideas so then just kind of that's where I just got really submerged into it and then started getting into like uh, there's a jewellers in town and his name's Simon Feeling yep. and he's on Wexford Street and like I popped into him a few times and he was showing me like stuff that he was working on so he kind of inspired me where it was like I saw his work that he did I'm just kind of like I'd like to do that so then like I really got into kind of like stone setting and stuff and then there's another guy Paul Cohen who is doing, he does stuff for tealings, whiskey and stuff. He does a lot of, like stelling wood and stuff. I met him at the craft market in the RDS and I was just wandering around. Had a chat with him and then he kind of gave me a bit of inspiration as well. Just said, keep doing what you're doing. Like, he started following me on Instagram. Like, kind of known me before then. He actually gave me some gemstones. It was like, here, have a go at setting them. So kind of like, just kind of, just came spiral from there. And then I just got real into like, Setting gemstones is kind of my boss at the moment. <laughs>
1: oh, wow. <laughs> so, uh, what about like any cultural influences, like music or art or any of those things? Have those kind of like played an influence in like the style of jewelry or any of that? I was, well, like, I kind of, I, I'd always like like old Irish
0: jewelry, oh, yeah. which is like, you know, like back like Bronze Age and all that kind of stuff, it was like all oh, the brooches and stuff. And mm. I liked them, so like I did some of them in wood and then started getting into them, like when I got into jewellery, started having a go at making them. So I suppose it's kind of like older stuff, kind of, I got into that. Like that kind of inspired me. Um, like I also did uh, like a lot of coins and stuff. I started setting coins and then that was always like, I saw like you know the old sovereign rings where you got like a sovereign coin set yeah. into it so I kind of did my own take on that where I did stuff with, like got lucky dimes the old 5p coins like just old coins and stuff I got into doing that as well so it's kind of like I don't know like a little bit of history kind of mm. thrown in there I suppose as well and um, so yeah it was kind of just a mixed bag of things that inspire me. I wouldn't say there's anything really in particular I just like I like getting things that mean something to somebody and setting them. So like the likes of the coin, like the first one I ever did was um, a friend gave me a lucky dime and then I set it because I wanted to keep a hold to it because it's like kind of like, it kind of meant something to me. So it's kind of like emotional attachment to it. So I was like, oh, I'll keep that and like set it in a ring. I was just like keeping it in my pocket and I was like, oh, put it on a ring. So then like I've had that with other people as well where they have like a certain thing that means something to them and I like build it around that So like setting little piece of pottery and stuff into like a necklace or something it's like just things that people find so
1: so each piece of jewellery is almost like a, a story or a chapter yeah. um, in someone's life and uh, this was a way of like carrying that story with them kind of like a tattoo almost yeah you know but like in jewellery format <laughs>
0: Yeah, no because like, I did that as well with um there's a guy uh, Felipe Lopez who does like He's big into the fixed gear scene, um, and he does like a lot of filming and stuff. But like, he did like a little short thing about me, and like I made a ring for him where it, like engraved his logo into it. And like his logo is all inspired by tattoos. As well, like if you see him, he's covered in tattoos—arms, hands, face—and then like, yeah, the ring is almost like a tattoo as well. It has his little logo and a sprocket and like oh, a little wow. pentagram in it as well. So like it's real kind of him. So it's kind of like yeah, that's. Uh, suppose it's just like all different styles like all my jewellery doesn't really have a style I suppose it's kind of like what the person wants
1: so it's more about telling the person's story than an actual style yeah so like the culture is uh based out of the person who comes to you almost pretty much very cool very cool um uh, so tell me a little bit about running the business what's that been like for you like when did it actually become a business versus you know a hobby that you were doing yeah um,
0: um. i suppose it's kind of since i moved into my studio is when i kind of like so that was it's nearly it's nearly it's actually a year next month i'm gonna be a year kind of like that yeah. it's when i it kind of it started building so yeah like it was a hobby for like a year so i've only been doing it for two years like making jewelry so like for a year it was just kind of making stuff for friends just kind of doing it for a bit of fun and then got a studio space started kind of doing more intricate things getting into like bigger pieces and then like was building like contacts through instagram and stuff so then like probably about six months ago or so it was kind of like a move job to like better hours so like a part-time job rather than full-time just kind of keep money coming in but then like kind of be funding this so like it's slowly progressing over to the stage where it's like I am, like I sat down the other day and was kind of like I do need a proper business plan so like it's kind of been a bit ups and downs kind of mm-hmm. so but it's slowly getting there it's slowly getting like it's finally starting to come like a business uh-huh. so it's like only it's still it's still in its infant stages so it's still pretty young
1: so it's pretty cool like I'm getting you before you get like so famous I don't get <laughs> to talk to you <laughs> But like, uh, when was it that you kind of like had that, like, realization that you're like, oh, shit, I can actually make this, make this my full-time business versus, you know, building bikes or yeah. like <laughs> fixing bikes is which, yeah. which was what you were doing. Right? Yeah.
0: And um, I suppose it was probably, yeah, it's about, it's kind of maybe around, geez, I'm just trying to think and um, it's just because it's all been like it's been pretty fast for a year as well right maybe like six months into being in the studio it's like yeah about six months ago it's kind of like
1: so let me get this straight like you did it as a hobby for a year yeah then you decided to get a studio yeah because you were oh, getting too many orders well like it wasn't that i was
0: getting too many orders I, I started to get interested in it but like i didn't have the tools at home right so then it was kind of like i moved to here like the pickup pot studios because there's all the equipment here and um, and there was kind of six months of like teaching myself new things and then i was like also within that six months was kind of getting people asking me about more and more about bits and pieces and then kind of like six months in here i realized that like i was learning quickly and I was kind of like I can actually do this, like I kind of, I'd only rented here for a year, so like I just went a year, so I was like, give myself a year, see what happens. It's like six months into it, it's kind of like I've taught myself new things, I'm building up things, And then I was kind of like, right now, like I started investing more money into it as well, so it's kind of like buying more stock, I've just been like, so yeah, about six months ago, I was just kind of like, I can actually do something with this. I've kind of like, honed the skills of it, I understand, like I know what I'm doing now, I understand like, I have contacts as well, which is always like a struggle for a while. So trying to find like gemstones and stuff and like reputable sources. So all that kind of thing. So then it's just like, yeah, we're just, it's only in the last couple of months. That's been like really pushing it. Being like, yeah, this can be a career path. So
1: That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So like, it's cool and interesting. So it's almost a year and a half before you even considered turning it into a business. Yeah. You know, like. Uh, I don't think a lot of people would have had the patience to do that, (laughs) but like, it's good, you know? Yeah. Uh, It's something to remember that no creative business starts easy. No. It takes a lot of slogging. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And are you in it for the money or? No,
0: I'm literally just in it for the love of it. Like, that's the main thing, because it's like, I always wanted kind of a creative outlet, I suppose, so, like that's why I started doing frame building and that was like, you know, a bit creative like welding and stuff, like building the frame from just tubing, but then it was kind of like you're always stuck to like, it has to be a certain geometry, it has to be this, that and the other, it has to fall into certain things, it was like size someone, whereas like when it came to like, when I was doing this little bit of jewelry at the start, it was kind of like, you know, if you're making a necklace, it just has to sit in a chain. If you're making a ring, it just has to sit on a finger. So it's just kind of like, but how it looks can be anything. So like, that's where I kind of got that's why that kind of drew me in a bit more. And then I just kind of like really fell in love with it because it was like, I used to paint and stuff as a kid. Like I was always doing things, like doing woodwork and stuff. Um, and I like that was always like a creative thing. And then yeah, it's just kind of jewelry kind of sparked it again where it was kind of like oh I can do whatever I want with this like when I started making rings it was like it just has to be this size to fit the person but like I can put things on top of it, I can weld on different things. Mm. I can make it look whatever way I want it to look it doesn't even have to be practical like there's lots of rings I'm doing That's kind of like it's not really a day-to-day kind of ring you <laughs> kind of just throw it on but like yeah, yeah. it's still a ring at the end of the day so sure. that's why I kind of got real drawn to jewelry and it's just kind of like it's makes me happy I suppose just sitting in making something and then like it's always nice when you get to meet the person giving their piece of jewelry and they're like delighted with it and they're constantly like and like sending you messages being like oh I love my ring and getting loads of compliments on this and it's kind of like it's nice it's like it's just nice to be happier kind of creative out there appreciate it I suppose
1: yeah that's that's why every creative <laughs> wants you yeah. know like and uh, it's this ability to like put what they love and turn that into a business and and mm. make other people happy through what they make, yeah. you know? which is like really cool. So tell me about like what's it like being a jeweler in Dublin and like you told me a little bit mm. about this, but yeah. like why don't you uh, um, expand on it? <laughs> yeah,
0: it's actually it's pretty, it's it's really nice. Like it's a real kind of small. Like I was always terrified. I was kind of like. Like especially coming from like working in retailers like working in a bike shop it's like you know every other bike shop's a competitor right whereas like when you're like with the whole jewelry thing like i'm calling into jewelers and they're just like showing me things that they're working on being like oh we're just making this like everyone has their own style so no one's really in competition with each other mm-hmm. it's not like oh this place does rings well you can't be like talking to other people doing kind of things like everyone has their own style and it's like happy to help each other out. Like I've called in, I've actually met loads of people in like the whole jewelry circle in Dublin that like, I've just been so welcoming to me. Like Simon Field from Gin Jewelry, he like, like he'd be working on things he'd bring me in and let me like flick through his books if I'm stuck for ideas and stuff. And um, I called into Janice Brown, and um, she has a jewelry sister at Georgia Street. Like I was stuck for a piece of silver. And put it up in my Instagram story, asking. She messaged me, being like, Oh, have you found any? I was like, No. And she's like, Oh, I'll just pop around to my studio, cut me off a piece of silver. Like, she's just like, It's real nice that everyone helps each other out. Mm. So that's kind of lovely. And it's like, It's just, it's like a little community. And like, I recently got added into like a little group on Facebook for all the jewelers. So it's just like, It's a little spot where if someone's stuck for something or like people put up projects where they're like, I got asked to do this project, but I can't do it. Anyone want to take it kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So like everyone's kind of there to help each other out. There's nobody's like, there's like, there's no hostility between anyone. Everyone's just kind of like, just wants to help each other out. Cause all like, realize that being a jeweler, like you're you are in it for the love of it. Cause like, it's a real kind of dedication. Like some pieces you could be working on it for weeks. Like you have to kind of really dedicate to it. So everyone's kind of really nice and supports each other. That's mm. just lovely.
1: But like you had mentioned about like trying to get into a jeweler, yeah. and they wouldn't let you, right?
0: Yeah, well, like that was like, um, like I went to like certain jewelers, like bigger jeweler shops, like kind of family-run businesses and stuff, and they're all like a lot of places expect you to have gone to jewelry college. And um, unfortunately, I don't have the time or the money to go to jewelry college because uh, like, I still have to work and pay bills and whatnot, and. Um, So I didn't really have the time to do that. And it's like, everywhere I went, we're like, oh, like, have you done college? I was like, no. It's just like, oh, you kind of need to go to college or you need to have worked somewhere else. That was another weird one where it was like, went for somewhere for an apprenticeship and they were like, well, you need, like, three years experience to become an apprentice. And it's kind of like, that defeats the purpose of an (laughs) apprenticeship. Like, an apprenticeship is to come and, like, learn. learn. (laughs) And it's just like, so I have to go off and learn for three years in another place to then go back into learning again with you, and it's just, there's lots of weird things like I even went to some of the smaller jewelers who are like they'd love to have helped me out but like when you're in a studio on your own you can't really like if you're if it's just a solo studio it's kind of difficult like I can understand what they're going like I was just kind of just traveling out there just been like any help I could find and, and they're all just like I'd love to but just don't have the space like and just, if you're doing like what I'm doing like I can't really afford to have, you know, two of every two of that, if someone's working with me. Also like the time, like there's a lot of time that goes into it that you can't really, like if you're stuck with deadlines and projects for people, you can't really be trying to teach someone then also keep on top of your stuff as well. So like I understand where all those are coming from. And they were like all really nice to me, all the small judas, they pointed to me, like they guided me as much as I can. Like I, that's how I found out about this place, Picklepot, was true jeweler telling me, like messaging being like, here's studio space, go check them out. They have everything there. Mm. And like it's Miriam Walsh who runs this place. She was like, she's been so lovely as well that I'd ask her certain things if she's in here. I'd like ask her things, she'd be like, oh, try this, try that, like just really helpful and
1: stuff. So it's been
0: kind of just nice.
1: So it's like the big corporate guys (laughs) who are like, no, uh, go study and then come back to me. And it's actually the small indie guys who have built this or that you've become a part of their community yeah, right yeah
0: um, and they've just been like because although a lot of them went to college as well like they did all like this uh, dublin like the junior college of ireland in dublin and then there's also um, like ncad and stuff like a lot of them went to those got that kind of like little bit of guidance like it's kind of like almost it's almost like they're um little bit of training so mm. just kind of just to see like what I'm doing where like I'm teaching myself in a studio like they got at least a bit of guidance yeah yeah and then like they just out into the real world where it's like find a studio and just keep floating away and see what you can do and um, so like they've all been really nice to me because they they understand the struggle <laughs> I <with> suppose <laughs> trying to like learn and then also be kind of run as a business, but also as an education as well. So like you're constantly learning things and then you're also trying to keep money coming in. So it's kind of, they know, they know it's not easy.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So would you say like community or being a part of a community is one of like the key things that has helped you succeed so far, or like has allowed you to follow the path that you're on?
0: Oh yeah, hundred percent. Like there's literally, I'd be lost. Without, like I probably wouldn't even be in this space right now like I probably to be honest I don't know if I'd be doing jewelry without kind of the whole community right because like it was like I said but like Paul Cohen when I met him in the RDS like I was when I met him it was before I moved in here it was like a couple of months before that. I was only doing jewelry for about just just about a year and uh, like I met him and I was kind of like losing, where I was like, oh, I've been doing this for a year, I don't know where I'm going, like a bit lost and then he like literally just like, he was busy at his stall and he was like, I'll oh, just pop back to me in a few minutes, so I came back around and he like chatted with me for like 45 minutes, just being like, just keep doing what you're doing, man, and like just kind of gave me a bit of a drive, so like literally, he's probably the main person who kind of gave me a big push, was like, go for it and then Simon, he kind of, gave me the rest of the push to kind of be like he gave me like told me about here and let me flick through his books and stuff and then kind of if i was stuck with any problems i'd pop into him and he'd be like oh try this try that and like he's recommended books to me so like i built up a little mini jewelry library at home where it's just like books on jewelry and it's all kind of like him being like get this get that like he's just been kind of helping me with all the little bits so like yeah without the whole community i'd
1: be lost I'd like to take a second and pause to reflect on what Ian just revealed. Without the encouragement of this mentor, he wouldn't be at the place he is today. I think this is a principle that can be applied to any field. It's crucial to find a mentor or someone you look up to within your field who can speak wisdom and life into your work. It helps you reflect at the place you are and then find a way to grow beyond what you can do within your own ability the second thing that i took away from this conversation was that community was really the cornerstone of his development as an artist his development within the creative industry he wants to work in. And so my encouragement for you is to find your community, become a part of it, give into your community, and as you grow within your community, your business will grow, too. Completely lost, (laughs) yeah, that's amazing. Um, like, I think one of the pitfalls of many artists is they all end up sitting alone in their studio like, like chugging away at this giant block of wood trying to, you know, make something and they lose out because they, they don't interact enough with the community and yeah. that in turn kind of affects their art. Yeah, and stuff because you have no creative input and you know mm. like, not to say that there aren't people who are doing stuff like that but I think community is key to building uh, a better you yeah <laughs> building sure. a better you building <laughs> a better uh, piece of art you yeah know. it's uh, true it's
0: like it's even like just here just in like in the chocolate factory itself like I'm in the, like this little jeweler spot here but like I mean there's guys making essential oils, bitters, like, drinks, like, everything, like, there's just, there's all different people and, like, I can bounce ideas off them. Like, they're all creative people, they're creative people through a different way, like, making foods and stuff, there's artists upstairs and everything, like, there's a whole WhatsApp group where, like, if you're stuck for things, you can just throw into that and some people will throw ideas back at you and it's just kind of, like, it's a nice little hub in here as well, like, that's the other thing, it's that, like, I even met a guy who's, like, a poet, I bumped into him, like, sitting down in Blackrock and he was like talking about like creative energy where you're like, you know, if you're around creative people, you get influenced by them. Like, mm. like all kind of, everyone helps each other. Like, because I was sitting down, like I was, I don't know, I was sitting down like just looking out at sea and then like he just like happened to be walking by and just like stopped and just like had a chat with me. He was like, oh, you seem like a creative person. And then I was like, yeah, make jewellery. It's like, just started chatting with me. He's like, oh, I write poetry and stuff. And then it's just kind of like he told me about the like, creative energy. He said as long as you submerge yourself in like creative environment, you'll just bounce off like the energy of creative people, and it'll just help you along. And that's like helping here as well. It's like I'll be sitting here some days, some of you walking by being like, "Oh, you stuck on something?" i will be like, "Yeah," and it's just like, "Oh, sure," like you know, go out, grab a coffee, have a wander around, chat with someone, and i will be chatting with someone here, and then just be like, "Oh, that's how I do it," and then just like go back inside, like finish my coffee, walk in. Just feel like oh that's what I was stuck on just kind of like so yeah like without I call these creative people around you it's kind of like helps feel
1: what you're doing mm. very true mm. very true so uh, if there was a young version of you or like there are other creatives yeah. out there uh, if you had an opportunity to speak to them yeah. what what advice would you give them about starting their own creative career um, should they do it (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'd say yeah you should definitely
0: do it it's just I think you just gotta like hold out like it doesn't happen overnight a lot of people seem to think that it's like oh I'm gonna do this and like you know it's just gonna happen in a couple of weeks where it's like like we were saying earlier like it's been a year and a half before like I was kind of like I'll do this as a business so like you gotta kind of commit to it there will be times where you kind of feel like giving up, but like if you keep just going on through it, you'll eventually get there. So it's just the main thing is, don't expect things just to happen overnight. It's
1: it's never easy, man. Never I think easy. that's kind of like the expectation of the yeah. old, you know, mil- millennium. Yeah. You know, like generation instant, quick, yeah. you know, like I'll be an Instagram star overnight yeah, like and then like.
0: <laughs> it's just the same with like creative things. Like people seem to think that like, you know, I'll just like make an Instagram and then like post one thing and like, oh that's it. It's like, no, you gotta like it's it's not just that, like you gotta keep pushing, you gotta be teaching yourself new things, you gotta keep going. You can't just like expect things just to happen. You gotta keep pushing yourself and it'll eventually get there. Eventually.
1: Really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just realized that uh, it's been ten years since I started freelancing which is crazy oh, yeah wow. it's a weird feeling like <laughs> 10 years and i i still feel like i haven't made it you know <laughs> so probably be another 10 years before i'm like uh yeah like but like you keep growing and you keep evolving like yeah. i feel like if you get stuck in like what you're comfortable with you start yeah. to stagnate yeah you know? and um, like the only way i've grown is like Exploring meeting new creatives being inspired by them and yeah. then like trying something new. Yeah um, So yeah but
0: I I'm in the good. same boat with that because like I started off just like rapping gemstones and I was like oh, I'll try do this and I was just like keep pushing yourself and then like that where you meet people and then they're like I'll oh, try this and you're just like yeah, you got to keep growing keep changing. You can't stay the
1: same. well thanks so much for joining me for this episode and for giving us a little treat about your like story and um the the gems of advice uh, that you threw in there <laughs> fantastic <American. laughs> all right well uh, for those of you didn't, who didn't hear at the start this is ian monsoon uh at Mr. Monsoon on Instagram. <laughs> Go check him out. Um, he's open for commissions. Am I right? Yeah, that's yeah. true. <laughs> all right. I'm
0: always happy to get commissions.
1: <laughs> Thank you all for joining me in this episode. And we'll talk to you soon. If you like this podcast, please like and subscribe and share it with your friends. Looking forward to making more episodes and seeing you soon.